Welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. It is Wednesday, September 18th, 2013. Hope everyone is doing well this evening. Tonight, we have N.A. Poe uh, with the Panic Hour uh, comedy group, I guess. Um, and uh, we'll be talking with him uh, right after we get back uh, from listening to some Danka and their dank goodness here on Cannabis Network Radio. Can't live, we can't live, we can't live the negative 
we are back with Cannabis Network Radio. Tonight, we have N.A. Poe with the Panic Hour, uh, comedian, activist, uh, former prisoner fighting for his right for freedom currently. Um, I would like to welcome him to the show. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for coming on. It's nice to have you up in Philadelphia. Hopefully, show you some brotherly love up here. Yeah, man. I'm 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 excited to be here. I'm excited, you know, that I found out that the smoke down is going on this weekend. Um, since you kind of were were at the start of the smoke down that goes down in in, in Philly, and um, since you also arrested that, why don't you uh, give our listeners uh, who are unaware of what the smoke down is just kind of a a brief synopsis of what smoke down is, uh, what, what's trying to achieve. And then, uh, tell us a little bit about what happened uh, with you. Sure. Well, about God, today is the nine. So pretty close to 10 months ago, we, uh, started taking, we saw Chris Goldstein smoke a joint for the federal marijuana, the first federal marijuana arrest. Uh, he smoked a joint at the Liberty bell to, you know, on the day of the first marijuana arrest. And we saw this outside smoking. We're like, wow, maybe if we put a little comedic spin on this, had some speakers and some music, and then all blazed up, maybe we could use our talents as uh, organizers and our talents as comedians to make a fun protest. So uh, we did it. The first time, there was like 100 people. Second time, it was like 150. And Dave, like the second time, it was like, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. It was like fucking eight degrees or something like that. We still got like a hundred yep. people out. Um, then on 420, we had like 500 people and like we had a DJ and like it was just literally like it was just so there was so much freedom, Dave, that day. Like we're not smoking marijuana and mass to like be able to do that when it's legal, but at the same time, like it is fun as a protest to be able to like light up. Like, you know, the government thinks we're just trying to light up their park. We're trying to call attention to the federal marijuana laws, which are the real issue, the real thing that's strangling uh marijuana legalization is the feds. So we do it at the Liberty Belgium. Because it's a birthplace of freedom, and it's a you know a good place to call attention to the fact that the federal government is not only meddling in the affairs of the states, they're also restricting a medicine and and uh, and pleading ignorance. And and the time has come for that to change. Well, now that the federal government went ahead and the Department of Justice made a statement and they had the congressional hearing uh, saying that they're not going to intervene in state action, state laws, and they feel that. You know, they're, it's unnecessary, and they instructed their, you know, instructed the U.S. attorneys to not pursue any type of, you know, low-level misdemeanor, you know, non-cartel-related uh, uh, cannabis and marijuana crimes. Um, do you feel that that may or may not have any impact and help uh, your case and your cause on a federal level, saying that they've already said that they don't want to have any type of, you know, what not to do with it, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'll trust the federal government when when they actually do something. I mean, you know, you have to. I'm not saying trust. I'm not saying trust the government, but the fact is that they made these statements. I mean, I'll never trust. I'll ne- until until it becomes a people's government, I'm never going to trust the government. As long as we have a corporate government, the government doesn't have my trust. But if they're going to put themselves on TV and put themselves out there and say it, you know, I think it's going to be up to people like us 
to make sure that, that, you know, we make them stand by the words that they said. Yeah, well, when Obama said he wasn't going to raid dispensaries, and then he was raiding dispensaries, weren't they raiding in Seattle less than a month ago? I mean, like, what's the problem? You know, that's that's what I meant by trust. I mean, I, I'll trust the statement that they make when they, uh, I right. the same way, you know, but I'll, I'll trust the statement they make. I mean, I hope, you know, uh, the federal level... We'll is, see if it's... Yeah, I guess we will see. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, because as of, since the statement has been made... There's been all raids have ceased on the federal level in California, Washington State, Colorado, um, and other places. Um, you know, said such. They've also been a, a statement issue that they're going to go ahead and, and and nullify and cut back on spe- federal spending and donations they give to law enforcement agencies in regard to marijuana um, <laughs> eradication programs. <laughs> excuse me, and uh, whatnot, which is, you know, to me a, a, a very exciting thing. Again. You know, it is the government. They lie. True. I'm not taking the, you know, believe me, I'm not taking the side of it, you know, and I do what I do because I'm an activist and, you know, I believe that the laws are still unjust and need to change on a national level, you know, and, and far be it an international level eventually. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's where that stands. But we'll see. I mean, there's, you know, there's so much happening in really such a small amount of time, you know, with everything you know, there's so much unfolding every single day, I guess, is something new that's happening. So hopefully with, with the way things are unfolding, you know, it will be beneficial to, towards the outcome of, of your nonsense that you're dealing with. And while we're talking about that, why don't you tell everyone, like, what went down and what's going on? And yeah, I know you have, like, a hearing this upcoming this Tuesday. Um, if people want to support or help out or turn out or do whatever the case is, tell us a little bit about that and, uh, you know, how people can help out or what you need us to do here in the activism community. Well, you know, I'm being, I was at Smokedown Prohibition 5, and we lit up, and I was approached from behind by the police, the federal park rangers. They then spun me around and put me under control, and then they tackled me. And then they drugged me backwards for, like, 100 feet, and then said that I kicked them. And then brought me to federal detention, and didn't treat a separated shoulder that I had. I actually locked it in the, back into place and jailed myself. Uh, I was in a federal cage for 38 hours uh, at one point straight without uh, any recreation time or anything. No phone call. I didn't see a lawyer until I came to court. They paraded me into court, denied me bail, and put me back in jail for another three days. And then uh, I settled for some court file, for some uh, three citations, and now I'm coming up on sentencing, which what they're recommending, they are basically calling me the, the leader of a criminal gang that is out in the street trying to make people smoke marijuana openly and that has no regard for the law, no respect for the law. You know, Dave, and I have a lot of respect for the law. Martin Luther King himself said that when a law is unjust as shit, you need to disobey that law. And that's not a direct quote for MLK Jr., but I got the gist when I read that. So we're out there. We have, I mean, well, we have, I mean, we have a right under our own federal, you know, on our own protection, you know, to not have our rights violated, you know, our constitutional rights violated, you know, and the fact that, you know, the government has been and continues to try and people, the police department continues to try to restrict us from use of the plant is unconstitutional in any which way, form, or shape you look at it. Um, you know, and if I choose to go ahead and, and use a plan, a natural plan, to go ahead and improve the quality of my life, 
then so be it, and no one's going to stop me from taking that right. Now, I understand, you know, that you went ahead and, and got it. Now, having said that, I want all of our listeners to understand, I met Poe last week at, at the Boston Freedom Rally, and this dude is like, you know, what are you, six feet tall and weigh like 110 pounds? Like, yeah. you know, this guy, this guy is like a skinny, lanky, non-threatening looking dude. And, you know, to be subdued and have his shoulder dislocated, I think was a little bit of excessive force there, you know, and, you know, well, the got thrown down. Like They said that I, there is a medical report in there that says that I tore a, um, a cop's uh, rotator cuff when they were trying to, you know, the stuff that the federal government is making up, like, I wanted to take this to trial, but you can't roll the dice with the federal government, and they are literally making stuff up. Smokedown Prohibition has had law enforcement officials, politicians, cancer patients, you know, people from all walks of life speak and participate, and to, like, try to make me out to be some self-serving leader of some criminal element trying to get people to openly smoke marijuana is how they're painting the picture of me, Dave. And you know what? In the very least, it hurts my fucking feelings. Well, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe I would definitely not go ahead and say that, you know, you're a criminal element for sure, but to go ahead and educate people and, and give instill the, 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 instill the inspiration in people to exercise your freedom, you know, by smoking marijuana in a public park, you know, that's something that, that, you know, you should be proud of. The fact that they're labeling you as a criminal mastermind or a leader of a gang that's a little bit of bullshit, I mean, a lot of bullshit, or whatever the case is, but you know what? I, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, how, what the outcome's going to be. I mean, do you have, is this a jury trial or that, that you're well, no, that's going I, on on Tuesday? I've pled guilty to disorderly conduct, obstructing the police and smoking marijuana in public, which was down from assault, felony assault on a federal officer. I'll show you the video at some point while you're down here, and you'll crack up, man. Like it's literally like, and like you said, I'm like a like a string. Bean. And what's the deal with that? I mean, like, I, I mean, that's just, you know, I I'm from Florida. I'm in like Prohibition Central, like, like really. Knock on wood, you know, I haven't had any altercations with the police that ended up in an arrest. I definitely haven't had altercations with the police, but none that ended up, you know, me getting arrested, you know, and and you know, civil disobedience is, is like my middle name. Um, you know, to me, I, I know the federal that those charges are, are serious and, you know, they're making up some, some bullshit, you know, but every attorney I've ever spoken to from, you know, ACLU attorneys to, to really good criminal attorneys, they always have said, you know, never plead guilty. So I guess in this case, your attorney thought that would be the best course of action. Um, <laughs> I mean... I didn't want to face, to be honest, like, I didn't want to face a felony charge. You know, like, I am from the school of thought that you can get more done on the street. I've seen a lot of people that I've met in the marijuana game that are older than me that have had some kind of, like, martyrdom issues with all of a sudden their life is just filled with this bullshit. Dave, I love my life. I get to tell jokes for a living. I get to be around amazing yeah. people all the time that work really hard. I'm not willing to sacrifice that freedom to take on a federal government that's like bombing all the fuckers in Pakistan. I, I just well, you know what? That's what, my, that's what my job is, and that's what I do, and that's what I'm trying to let people know is about things like this, because I'll take them on, because you know what? I'm not afraid. And you know what? People say they'll ruin your life for this and that. You know what? I'm a marijuana activist. 
I believe that people should have the right to do what they want to do. I have the right, I believe that people have the right to choose if they want to use a plant to improve the quality of life, to help them with pain management, to help them with anxiety, to help them with, with whatever disorders they have, whatever way <laughs> cannabis, marijuana, is that improves the quality of their life. The government has no right to restrict that for people. And I'll say that to the federal government, and I will be there on Saturday smoking on government property, on federal land. And if you yeah, want to go ahead and, you know, Take it, take it up with me. Take it up with me because, you know what, I live in the United States of America. I'm a U.S. citizen. I am someone that's declaring my independence, and I want my rights to go ahead and be able to choose how I medicate myself, and nobody has the right to tell me otherwise. And I'll be damned if they're going to go ahead and try to tell me otherwise. And I'll be damned if they go ahead and take my friends and try to go ahead and hassle them like you're doing to you. And you know what, I'm not going to give up, and I'm going to go down fighting if I need to, and that's just the way it's going to be. Because I'm not about to go ahead and just lay down and let things like this happen to people like you and everyone else. It's not right. It's violating our constitutional rights. It's violating our freedoms. And it's violating human decency across the board. Furthermore, for the people that go ahead and want to talk religion, we have in God we trust printed on their money. We have in God we trust put in our courthouses. We have in God we trust put all over the United States of America. Well, for those of you that go ahead and believe nature is derivative of God, you know what? Step back and start trusting in God and believing in what happens. If God gave us this plant, God heals with this plant, it helps with this plant. So if you want to trust in God, then, you know, go ahead and start living up to the words that's blazoned all over the United States of America, all over our courthouses and things like that. And then start talking to me. The federal court, they think they can supersede God. Have your attorney ask them that question while you're sitting in front of a courthouse where it says, in God we trust. Do they feel their laws supersede that of nature and that of God? Get a federal judge to say that on record. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious of the, and that was very well said, Dave. And I and and I understand. And I love that we're meeting more people. That you know, Boston was a revelation for us because all you guys, you know, I know you're not from there, but you guys that we met up there have such a fiery spirit about this. And to get you on board down here at the cradle of liberty and have so many people that want to work hard to you know make this a success, you know, I I, I really appreciate it. Dude, last weekend, on Sunday, I was doing quote-unquote an act of civil disobedience. I was standing on top of Mount Mary Jane in Boston, where, the, where, where our liberties and foundation and our independence and our freedoms were declared in 17, whatever it was, 50, now 56, 50, whatever the hell it was, you know, where our forefathers there. I got to speak to, to, to thousands of people about, you know, our freedoms, and then watching 420 come in. And, and standing on Boston Common, where the Boston Tea Party happened, where we made the where we made the Boston Tree Party happen, you know, I, and and there's no reason why the same thing happens in Boston, it happens in Seattle, it happens in Colorado, it happens in all these other places, like can't happen, you know, here in Philly. And why the government has to be unjust and do what they're doing to you is is not right. It's uncalled for. They should be ashamed of themselves on every single level. And and furthermore. Since the government has instructed federal prosecutors to not go ahead and, you know, take, you know, uh, a hardcore stance on cannabis offenses, so on and so forth, I mean, I feel, and granted, I'm just, you know, talking here, of course, you know, but I feel that in all, in all ways, shapes, and forms, um, that what they're doing to you, again, is a direct violation and a derivative and all their complaints saying that you assaulted, 
you know what? When you have a whole bunch of cops that are dragging you from behind and you don't know what's going on, and, like, you know, they're trying to subdue you and you're flailing and they're using excessive force, the only thing that happened is they end up hurting themselves and they're blaming it on you. If they never would have went ahead and taken the action to violate your civil rights, that never would have happened to begin with. And you know what, Dave? If someone would have approached me like a gentleman from the front, I would, would have very nicely handed them my joint and let them process me. I was well aware of the fact that I could get a fine there. I am there to break the law. I have no problem doing that. But when they result to violence, it you know, it's just literally ridiculous. And then, you know, like you said, it should be proud in a way to be painted in that fashion, but a lot of hard-working, intelligent people work on smoke-down prohibition, and we're doing it to, to raise a major point right now, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. We're not out there trying to legalize crack cocaine. There's no, there's no comparison. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of having like, even a comparison to any, to any other drug, okay? I have, been a, I have been a cannabis user for... I, I have been a cannabis user for over two and a half decades. I started using it when I was 14. I recognized it benefited me. I made it through high school. I made it through college, undergraduate, graduate school. You know, I've got, you know, a doctorate, a master's, you know, like, whatever. Don't tell me that, you know, like, this is going to be a drug that's similar to, like, you know, heroin and cocaine and crack and whatever the case is. You know, people go ahead and say, oh, you're getting high? Yeah, you know, I'm getting high. You know why I'm high? I'm high because it makes me feel better, because I'm pain-free, because I'm focused, because I can do my work so I can live my life without having being dependent on narcotics and pharmaceuticals and things like that. I'm high because I feel better. That's why I'm high. That, that, that's, what, that's what my high is, because I'm feeling better, you know, because I'm well. I'm not like, you know, whatever. People say, oh, well, you're dependent on cannabis. You know, am I dependent on cannabis? Why? Because it makes me feel better, because it goes ahead and, and, and it gives me, um, you know, it lets me focus on what I need to do. Um, it makes me not dependent on pharmaceuticals and, and, and whatnot. Well, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, as I said to people, you know, you get a headache and you choose to take Advil or Tylenol, does that mean you're addicted to Advil and Tylenol because it makes you feel better? You know, no, but you're still taking it anyway because it makes you feel better. I choose to use cannabis because it makes me an overall better and productive person in general, all around, you know. Well, it's the same, and, uh, way, no one the same has way for that. me. I write... I write, so I don't, I don't need cannabis medically, and there's a great argument just for legalization of recreational cannabis, but the real travesty of this is knowing people that are affected by PTSD, affected by cannabis. I know people. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, whatever. But setting that aside, you know, it's, it's not even a matter of, you know, the whole recreational medical thing for me is simple, it boils down to this. Cannabis? Marijuana improves the quality of a person's life. End of story. If it, if it makes your headache feel better, if it, treats, if it deals with your depression and anxiety, if it helps you focus, if it helps you calm down, if it helps you sleep, if it helps you uh, be a better person overall, if it helps you, there is not one non-beneficial component to the use of cannabis, especially in a regulated market where you have access to the correct strains and tested you know, medicines, whatever, that react properly with what your body needs and you know what you're consuming and ingesting. You know, there is no non-benefit to the consumption of cannabis. So, overall, it improves the quality of a person's life. And you know what? If there's a plant, a natural plant, a God-given plant out there that improves the quality of a person's life, by all means, we should have the absolute right to use it anytime we want without being criticized about it. 
Well, I love so, hearing you say that. I love hearing you say that, Dave, because I come from like uh, a more. I got trained in activism in the Occupy movement, so I learned a lot of direct action tactics. And I, you know, a lot of pot activists are just pot activists. And I like the way that you're speaking about it. It just comes from a sense of freedom. It comes from, you know, I'm not a libertarian. Um, I have a lot of libertarian friends, and what I like to do is just take little pieces of everyone's ideologies and and build my own. So I I like I like your tone with that. Well. I appreciate it because it is, it is about freedom. It's about quality of life in general. You know, for everyone to say, no one can say, I don't care who you are, will say that I have a perfect life. I know this for certain, for certain, is that if a person has access to the proper cannabis that they need in any way, shape, or form, it'll improve the quality of their life just like as much, even more so than a person who is dependent on alcohol at the end of the day. I'm not saying an alcoholic, but depending, dependent on alcohol to give them that relaxation at 6 o'clock when they come home from a hard day of work. They have their glass of scotch and they have this and they have that, you know, whatever, and they need that to relax them or they use it to relax them. That's, that's their advice or whatever the case is. In the same way, now, that alcohol consumption is toxic to the body. Alcohol is toxic to the body. You know, if a person uses cannabis and they have access to the correct strains of cannabis and they really want to be relaxed and they get a pure indica, you know, or they get, you know, something along those lines, they can ingest or consume, you know, in a, in a cannabis beverage or food, whatever the case is, you know, that is, that is no different than consuming alcohol. And I don't think that should be considered, you know, something that, that is, you know, again, it, it's improving their quality of life because it's helping them relax, helping them wind down. For somebody that, you know, can't sleep or has, you know, anxiety, you know, they use a good indica or a, str- or a heavy indica hybrid, you know, that won't make them so dopey but still brings them down a little bit from that being strung out, then, you know, again, that's improving the quality of an everyday person's life. You know, if a person's depressed about something or upset about something, cannabis can help in every facet of it. So the argument of medical, non-medical, recreational, non, you know, whatever the case is, the mood point as far as I'm concerned because, again, it's a plant that improves the quality of a person's life in every facet. There is nothing out there in a person's life they can say, my life is perfect, where cannabis can't be some sort of benefit to them or some aspect of their life. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's completely the truth. And, like, the Panic Hour just did an expose. One of our writers, Ed Roper, he uh, did an expose. $21,000 were the expenses to babysit Smoke down prohibition seven. So they're bringing in people from Department of Homeland Security, Philadelphia Police Department, SEPTA, which is our transit, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services. Uh, you know the amount of money that they're throwing at stopping us from expressing ourselves is ridiculous. And you know, I hope. That when we used to do these and they didn't get busted, we would just show up, do our protests, clean up after ourselves, and leave. You know, we're trying to make a statement monthly. The government is suppressing, you know, our First Amendment rights. I am literally, I'm literally banned from the Liberty Bell, Dave. I'm fucking banned from the Liberty Bell. I'm an American banned from Liberty Bell. They might as well just deport me, you know. Uh, I have to stand in the goddamn street dodging traffic to watch a protest. And, you know, I do go to every protest, and I get as close as I can because I don't want to see anyone else hurt at these protests or taken away by a federal government that isn't concerned with protecting any of the rights of the citizens anymore. They're concerned with taking them away. So I'll be damned if anything that's going to happen while I'm there. 
and I'll be willing to go ahead and put myself in front of that before I let anyone else be taken away. Because yeah, you seem like a little, you seem like a pretty fiery dude. You're kind of, you're kind of built like fucking. You'd be, you know, if it took three of them to take me down, but you know, they might have to, you might have to bring out the troops for you, brother. You know, one thing which I'll tell you, it's funny that numerous people have mentioned to me. One thing that makes me good at what I do is costing twice before becoming an ad, becoming a, whatever you want to call it, aggressive or adverse, whatever towards me, because I look like one of those guys that really is not worth the trouble. <laughs> you know, um, so I guess I guess in a way it's a, it's a blessing and a curse with, with some cases because you know, people find me intimidating. I'm really not. I guess I can be if I need to be, but I'm passionate about what I believe in. You know, and this is something, you know, when you become an activist and you put yourself out there like I did, you know, especially in a state like Florida, and then you go all over the place and you get yourself, you know, your face shown and pictures and the news. I mean, how I was on Drugs, Inc. on that Geo the other night, you know, like whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, put myself out, I put myself out there, you know, whatever, because you know what? This is what I do. And as an activist, you have to be prepared to stand up for what you believe in and defending others. And you know what? I did it when I was in the, in the military in Israel, and I do it now, is I will stand up and defend others for what I believe in, and that's what I do, and I will not let people be taken away unjustly without a fight. And I will argue it all the way up to a federal level, and I will defend what I believe in, and I will do what I have to do to make sure that, you know, my, my fellow brothers and sisters that are activists, you know, are not unjustly, you know, prosecuted and done. And it's a damn shame that we just you know, met, and I couldn't go ahead and, you know, flex a little bit more of my, eh, whatever you want to call it, towards your case and throw people at it and, you know, whatever. And, you know, because honestly, the the whole thing is just, you know, absurd from, from soup to nuts. And you know what, on Saturday, not only am I going to go ahead and, like, be there and smoke in and civil disobedience at 420, I'm going to go there and I'm going to walk across the street and I'll stand in unity with you and smoke with you, too, or by you, or whatever the case is, and the cops are watching you, then so be it, they'll see me, too. And because, you know what, it's not right, and I don't believe in that, not in this country. You have no, I have no right to be persecuted for this in the country, in the United States. You know, it, it is my civil right. It is my civil right to be able to consume something, especially a plant, especially a plant, naturally grown plant. You know, it's my civil right to be able to consume that to improve the quality of my life. It's the pursuit of happiness. If anything else, it's the pursuit of happiness. I completely agree with that. I mean, it's, it's just a shame that... And, 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 Please. At a at a bare minimum, it's the pursuit of happiness. Before you even get into the technicalities of anything else. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Two of those. Two of those right there. Three of them. Liberty is equal to freedom. Life, improving the quality of a person's life, and happiness. Bring happiness to someone. Right there, the foundation of the United States. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness all falls under the category of marijuana. Yeah, well, I mean, it's even, too, if you look at, I made my first two trips to the West Coast this summer, and uh, just how different the East and West Coast is with, like, marijuana is just ridiculous. Like, oh, my God. So Damn, many, night. Dude, I don't... Actually, you know, actually, you know what? It's not, it's not even day and night. It's, like, Earth and Moon, or, like, Pluto <laughs> and Earth. Like, you know, it's, like, it's, it's not even day and night. It's, like, different, a different world altogether. You know, 
you know, I spent a lot of time out on the West Coast, yeah. and I've been traveling like like crazy. It's a whole it's a whole different realm. Um, I have to interject here for one second. I got a couple things. Um, I got a question that was sent in by somebody uh, to the station uh, asking about uh, drug testing, um, and basically he wanted to know if he can refuse to take a drug test at work. The answer is as follows. Unless you deal with children directly or operate heavy machinery or a commercial vehicle that has resulted in an injury of another person or yourself and you are making a claim to it, yes, you are allowed to refuse a drug test. It is unconstitutional if there is no reason for them to go ahead and request a drug test from you um, and it's your constitutional right to refuse. And if they go ahead and jeopardize your job uh, because you're refusing to take a drug test, um, then you can go ahead and, you know, sue them. I mean, I'm not going to say you're going to be able to keep your job, but you'll, you'll, you will be able to sue them. Um, and, this, and in this day and age, the way things are going with cannabis, chances are that you'll win, but you absolutely have the right to go ahead and refuse a drug test from an employer. They cannot require you to do it. Um, furthermore, um, to go ahead and request or force someone to objectively uh, under objection, give bodily fluids is a violation of your constitutional rights as well. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go ahead and refuse to take a drug test, um, absolutely state, ask them why they want to drug test you. If there's no reason for them to, then you say that you respectfully decline and you not give them permission to do so. Um, buy a fake and penis. by doing so, huh? Buy a fake penis. Well, that too. I mean, you can always use synthetic urine and stuff like that. It gets tricky. Um, but it really depends where you want to go. I mean, if you want to, I mean listen, urine luck, the Cheech and Chong stuff, uh, the other stuff all works. I mean, it's, it's synthetic urine and they have like rigs you can set up and catheters and all that jazz. But, you know, if you're asking me directly and you want to do it, refuse. Just, just refuse. There, you know, because if you buy a fake penis and you're trying to cover something up, if you know, they can't assume that you're guilty because you're refusing to take a drug test. You know, that, that, that's speculation, it's not legal, it's not right, you know, so on and so forth. If you're trying to, to trick the system, you know, by using synthetic urine or fake penis, whatever the case is, you're not going to achieve or accomplish the goal that you're wanting to set forth, and you sure as hell won't be able to sue them if you lose your job. If you refuse to take a drug test and they dismiss you because of that, then you have grounds for a lawsuit for discrimination and violation of your constitutional rights. So, but... That's my opinion on the matter, and that's what the facts are. Or how you want to go with those facts, that, that's up to you. Um, but thanks for the question. Um, we're actually going to go ahead and uh, jump to a quick break here. Uh, listen to some tunes. I'll be back in just a few minutes with some more Cannabis Network Radio and Yapo uh, with the Panic Hour here on Cannabis Network Radio. Now that love is gone 
Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. That was Down by the Riverside by Reborn Highway. Go check them out. We are on live tonight here with N.A. Poe from the Panic Hour. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to thank all of our live listeners. I'd like to thank uh, all of our uh, podcast listeners. Uh, we're standing up strong. We're, we are flipping back and forth with number six and seven on iTunes, on podcasts. Uh, that's definitely listener supported driven. Thank you for keeping us up in the top ten, and uh, we're peaking at it about two to twenty five hundred downloads a week. Uh, so thank you everyone. Uh, for those of you who, who download us on iTunes, please take a moment and rate us on iTunes. Uh, check us out. Um, thank you everyone for your support. We are listener supported, uh, so please help us out so we can keep uh, Cannabis Network Radio on the air. Um, I'd like to thank all of our supporters and sponsors as well. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do for us here at Cannabis Network Radio. Um, N.A. Poe, um, why don't you go ahead and uh, let our listeners and know uh, how they can find uh, you guys online and, and find your uh, you know, video blog or whatever it is that you guys have. Um, just give a shout-out and let them know where they can go and find you. Yeah, well, we like to use the Facebook page a lot, uh, Dave. Uh, go to the Facebook page of the Panic Hour, like the page. If you want to do a smoke down in your town, if you want information on cannabis or your, like, really shitty legal advice or whatever, hit us up. We check the page all the time. We're looking to not have people like our page and become fans of the Panic Hour. We're looking for people to feel like they're joining an activist community, and we're hoping that through doing monthly events and trying to mobilize people to stand up for themselves and to have a good time doing it. You know, a dream of ours is to have smoke downs, you know, coordinated throughout the country. I think we made the right friends in Boston to make that happen. We have interest in uh, New York City. If you want to smoke down, you know, with us or you want some information on how we do it, Come to the Panic Hour Facebook page. If you're looking for some videos about drone planes and aliens and parody songs and shit like that, check out our YouTube page. Uh, if you go to the website, panichour.com, you can find everything uh, you need to find for our weird-ass uh, group. Uh, you know, I'm also a certified UFO investigator, Dave. Oh, yeah? That, yeah. that, that definitely will, we, will, we will save for a whole nother show for, for sure. Um, yeah, UFO and pot. That would make for def definitely, uh, or should I say, extraterrestrial pot. I mean, yeah, I'm all down with the master. Yoda. I'm all down with the master Yoda strain and whatnot. But you know, yeah, we'll definitely uh, have to. Yeah, we'll have to definitely go ahead and uh, make it make an episode out of that. So, comedy. Uh, um, we've been kind of serious a little bit about stuff. Um, you know, talking about you know things we're passionate about. Um, you're a comedian by nature. Uh, you got any good uh, 420 humor you want to uh, bestow upon us uh, gratefully here? You know what's funny, Dave, is ever I did stand-up comedy for about two years, and ever since the activism kicked into high gear, I haven't been doing that many stand-up shows. I've been trying to be funny when I'm talking. but um, So you really put me on the spot. What I do is I write specifically for shows, Dave. Okay? I'm, 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 I absolutely am putting, I'm absolutely putting you on the spot. That's what we do here. You are, you are on the spot. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm on Mickey Martin edibles in my living room. I can't necessarily think right now. Um, <laughs> but, there Fair enough. Now, but you know, the, the goal of the Panic Hour is to take 
all the comedic stuff that we learned. When we started getting involved in activism, Dave, you've been to a lot of rallies, I'm fucking sure. The, it's just, I've been to a few, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of boring to hear that information over and over again. So, you know, to right. try to make light, light of it, we write parody songs. You know, uh, that, that's right. what scares me about how the government is, is so... My dream is to have the government watch one of our YouTube videos in court because literally we're pirating BG songs and we're trying to rally people to come out and stick up for their rights. We're not trying to be, you know, criminals. And the fact that they're treating me that way kind of makes me feel like, um, you know, they're making you into a criminal. Yeah, but I think that we're making you into a criminal. I think we're making a mark, Dave, to be honest. And I feel uh, like that. You know, this is something that we're on the right side of history with this. Like, for once, all the sheeple all nestled snug on their couches watching TiVo, they believe in marijuana, too. I always like to say, my dad right. is a... But you know what? But I'm going to say this when you say that, though. You sheeple that like your TiVo and like your this and like your that, that you smoke your joint, you like your pot, you need to get off your lazy ass. You need to go ahead and stop watching your TiVo. Take the hour or two that you delve into watching reality TV. Pick your ass up and go fucking do something. Yeah, that's Dave, what you need you to can do. Make a, you want we, we share a meme around the panic hour, which is all the legislators that you can call in Pennsylvania. My friend Jim Miller says, in the time it takes to roll a joint, you can make a phone call to a legislator. A lot of the problem is, you know, we're in our infancy. We're rallying a base, but getting those people at home to make those phone calls, the sheeple to get off the couch. You know My what? Dad. I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't, you know what? You can make phone calls. You can do this. That's all great. That's fantastic. What I want to see is I want to see 10,000, 20,000. I want to see 25,000, 30,000 people uh, at Independence Plaza on Saturday. That's what I want to see. Yeah, good fucking luck, Dave. It looks like they're, they're apprehending Osama bin Laden when you get down there. It's not a very... I, under, I, under, I understand that. Just imagine if we got 20,000 people to show up. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like, you know, that's why seeing that this weekend just blew my mind, dude, because what it really is, it's like, it's one of the most radical things I've ever seen in my life, because they have literally overwhelmed that park to the point that they can do whatever they want there. And you know what? For two days, the marijuana movement isn't looking to be smoking joints and blowing the fucking weed smoke in your stroller, you know? We're, we're not trying to do that, but, like, if Martin Luther King just was on Twitter and he wasn't out in the goddamn street, you know, mobilizing against unjust laws. You know what? And, honest, and honestly, if you know there's a, a cannabis, you know, rally, whatever going on, you choose to bring your child to there, whatever the case is, and, you know, expose them to that, you know, A, I'm going to say good for you because I'm one of those people that advocates for cannabis across the board. You know, if teenagers, if kids can get to hold of cigarettes and alcohol and use that and not be penalized or, I mean, granted, it's frowned upon, but it's somewhat socially acceptable as much as, you know, I hate to say it, it is. You know, if that can go on and that can happen, then there's no reason why your children can't be exposed to cannabis smoke. I mean, if anything, it's, it's beneficial to their entire body. Uh, you know, uh, there's cannabinoids in breast milk, so from infancy on up, you know, cannabinoids are proven to, you know, be beneficial to your body and, you know, enhance your endocannabinoid system. So, you know what? It's, your, it's a person's choice to want to bring their kids around. You know, no, are we, are, are we trying to do anything that, you know, is wrong? No. Are we acting within our realms of, of our rights of, that are given to us in the Constitution? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, there, was a um, it, there was a time when, you, when they... 
they burned women at the stake for because they the thought they were The federal government is making us criminals. We are not criminals. I can put that. And that's plain that is that is the plain and simple fact of it, whether it be the federal or local government, police, whoever it may be that decide to arrest us or ha- hassle us or, or argue with us, it is very simple. It is very simple. We are not criminals. By your actions to take against us innocent, nonviolent people that are standing up for our civil liberties into jail and make us criminals, you are making us criminals. You are making us into criminals. Do I know what the gateway theory is in the world of cannabis? The gateway theory is as follows. You take a young adolescent or 18-year-old, you arrest them for misdemeanor of cannabis, a gram, a joint, a roach, whatever the case is. You stick them into prison with hardcore offenders. They meet other people, other offenders that are in the drug world. A kid that used to be a pot dealer for a couple hundred bucks a day learns about coke, learns about meth, learns about whatever the case is realizes how much money can be made in that because he's exposed to the elements of true crime in prison where he ended up because of doing something like smoking a joint or having a gram on him or a quarter or whatever the case may be. That is the gateway theory. That's how people that are involved in the world of Canada segue over to hard drugs because of prison, because they're going to prison and meeting true criminals. That's my gateway theory on, on... well, marijuana is also the gateway to your mind, but the panic Absolutely. hour is the panic hour is concerned with so many other things. We uh, we believe in nine eleven truth. We're anti police state. We're anti the surveillance state. Uh, we started you know with all these other things, and and we love pot. So we're trying to use pot as a gateway activism where people you know get involved in a fun way and then realize that you know the government is strangling them and lying to them in some other ways, and you know. People should be aware of that as well uh, because, you know, they don't want – marijuana also opens up parts of your mind. What, people need, to, what, more peop- what more people need to be aware of are their constitutional rights or what people need to be more aware of. Once people understand what their constitutional rights are, they are able to protect themselves better and they need to educate themselves as to what's going on. I mean, people need to wake up and understand this is not the America that our forefathers dreamed about. And you know what? And I'll say this. People tell me that I'm unpatriotic because I talk, I talk anti-government. I talk with them. I'm going to set the record straight right now. First and foremost, one of the most patriotic goddamn things you can do is speak up against your government. That's what you're supposed to do when something's not right. First and foremost. Secondly, is that when somebody goes ahead and does something that's wrong, it is your right to go ahead and call them out on it. It, it, is, it is your absolute right to call them out on something that is, that is irresponsible, that is not right. It is your patriotic duty to do so. And if you don't, that's not being patriotic right there. And lastly, we are a corporate-run government. We are not a people's government like the United States is founded on. We need to become a people's government for the people once again. When that happens, the America that I know and I love, you know, will be restored. I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-corporate government. Yeah, and I love, you know, and I love my country, and I don't trust my government. So you said yourself, dissent is one of the most patriotic things that they are, there is. You know, our country is founded on this. And the fact that it's being suppressed the way it is now just proves that the government is not concerned with the welfare of the citizens of this country. They want control. Give and me death. liberty or give me death. 
give me liberty or give me death. That's just what it is. You know, you the 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 stranglehold of our civil liberties being taken away is gonna kill us. It's killing people. By having not giving patients the right for access, it's killing people. So give us liberty or give us death. Right now you're choosing death. I prefer if you give us liberty. I completely agree, and I don't think that people understand what's happening because it's not happening to them. And if that's the way that you look at things, you're not going to ever be able to be a free person. In this country, when I was a kid, we played outside in the dirt and fucking ran around with you know fake guns and played G.I. Joes. I mean, nowadays, everyone's so sucked into the Internet and entertainment and all that that they don't realize that they think they have freedom because they have so many choices but that doesn't mean that they actually That's are free. And all those things have isolated people more have isolated people more have cut back on discussions have cut back on social interactions people don't have conversations face to face anymore or barely on the phone they're texting and tweeting and facebooking and this and that whatever social interaction true social interaction is is, is almost gone even in relationships Shit, the last relationship I had, like, you know, all of our fights were text messages. Shit, she even tried breaking up with me, you know, over text messaging, things like that. And I was like, no, you got something you want to say, you got something you want to do, you say it to my face, you know, like, whatever. Like, we have become so disassociated with the realm of reality because of what technology has brought on. You know, that's why you see me in, you know, last week in Boston. That's why you see me in Seattle. That's why you see me in Denver. That's why you see me on fucking drug zinc. That's why you see me. You know, everywhere there's something that needs to be done. Because I'm a kind of person, I'm not going to sit behind a damn computer. Yeah, I sure I do. I have the page, I have the radio show, whatever the case is. But you know what? Anyone can listen to my podcast at any time, and I'm not hiding what I'm talking about. This is who I am, and this is what I believe. And for damn sure, ain't no one going to go ahead and tell me I can't go ahead and speak my mind and say what I have to say. You know, and that's, and that's just the way it's going to be. And I'm going to show up at these places and I'm going to continue to do acts of civil disobedience until things are right, until my civil liberties are restored, until I'm free to go ahead and, and help myself and be a happy person in, in my own country, in my own realm, anywhere I want to go, not just in Washington, not just in Colorado, not just, you know, in select places. I want to be able to go anywhere and not be afraid to be persecuted by our government for going ahead and consuming a plant that improves the quality of my life and benefits all the people around me. And that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, People need to go mean, ahead and... and you said to me right after I got arrested, Dave, they're like, why don't you move? I'm not going to move. I'm going to try to change things where I live because the answer isn't going to a state where I can be free. You know, I want to be free where I choose to reside. And I think that every and, American and, you know, and people, that right. And people who, who, who don't think that when someone else gets arrested or someone else's child gets taken away or when someone else is forced to go to jail or whatever the case doesn't affect them, then you're a fool. Then you don't belong advocating for marijuana. Because you know what? Every single time one of my friends, one of my brothers, one of my sisters, anyone I know gets arrested or gets hassled, has to go through court, has to go through all this hassle, gets taken away, it hurts me. It hurts me down to the core, and it makes me want to fight harder and speak louder and shout and yell and scream for what's right and what's just. So if people don't feel what is going on with this drug war and how it affects it, you know, the fact that, you know, that 
that you, you know, my friend, so whatever the case is, is going to have to go through this on Tuesday, you know, hurts me, hurts me within my soul. It makes me more angry. It wants to be more aggressive to stand up and fight for what's right because this is even right. Well, it's not right. Dave, I can, it, 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 you know, when I first, um, when I saw that, when, when you stand up like that, it, it creates more activists. I mean, you know, a lot of people were inspired by, the stuff that happened and hopefully they can realize it's time to get off of their couch. Like, you know, it's a mainstream issue. Now my dad is a 62 year old Italian plumber. He thinks gay should be married and he thinks people should smoke weed. If you want, like we have that, like when did the people <laughs> stop being able to, to speak, you know, and be able to say, right. this is what we want. If the government's not listening, 9% well, of the no one's going to stop me. And I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep saying it, and I'm going to keep pushing it, and I'm going to keep advocating it to any person of any age, and I'm going to continue to fight for what is right, and I'm going to continue to go out there and put myself on the front line. And you know what? I want everyone. I want everyone to go ahead and get up and do something. Do something. Get up and do something. If you really, really, really want this to change, everyone that's listening... Take an hour out of your goddamn TV schedule. Don't care about the honey boo-boos and the duck dynasties and all that other bullshit that's out there. I'm not that's working. Do something. Talk to somebody. Tell someone about cannabis. Show up at an activism event. Come listen to somebody speak. Be inspired. The fact that you're even listening to this show to begin with means that you want to do something. So do something. I beg you. I ask you. Please, the only way this is going to change is if people come out and stand up. And I mean away from the TV, away from the computer, away from the Internet. Start a rally in your town. Do it, Start a smoke down. If you're afraid to do it or you need to, call me. I'll come there. I'll do it with you. I'll stand side by side yeah. with you. I will yeah, be you there. You let me know. Saturday to Liberty what? Bell. Come to Liberty Bell at 3.30 on Saturday in downtown Philadelphia, 5th and Market Streets. Listen to some great speakers. We have a woman that uh, treats her daughter with CBD. She lives in the middle of the state. It's a Republican you know, part of Pennsylvania. And she is petitioning the governor. Okay? These are the people we need on the front lines. Not asshole comedians like myself that wear purple pants. We need people that are Listen. affected by the drug war. The drug war has always just been a buzzword to me. And then when I got but arrested... But that asshole with wearing the purple pants is being affected by the drug war. And every person, whether you're a comedian, whether you're a businessman, whether you're whatever, when your voice is heard and when you are spoken and when you go ahead and stand up for what you believe in, it doesn't matter who you are. You are doing something that benefits this cause more than signing a petition, more than calling a politician, more than sending an email, more than putting a post on Facebook or Twitter. Your presence, your person being somewhere makes a difference, an absolute immediate difference. As I was saying, if we can get 20,000 people, 5,000, 10,000 people to show up to this thing on Saturday, that would make a difference. That would create awareness. That would start to shift change. The power is in the people. It is a social movement. And if we don't do something now about it when momentum is strong, we're going to end up regretting it. So everybody do something if you're in the Philly area. If within an hour, if you're two hours here, if you live in Baltimore, Washington, if you live in Delaware, Jersey, New York, get your ass down here this Saturday and make your voice heard. Join me. I came here from Florida. 
you know, whatever. I'm here to fight a battle. I'm here to fight it with you. I'm here to stand on the front lines. Come and stand behind me. Be my army. Support me. Be there for me. I'll go ahead. I'll stand up. I'll yell at them. Just be there to back me up. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the scene down there, brother. I think that, uh, you know, your mentality uh, is really going to help, and just you getting it out to your your people and trying to help rally for us is just amazing. We appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, as I said, I had no idea this was even going down this weekend, and the way that the universe happened to bring me here, and then when I found out it was going down this weekend, you know, and they're like, you're going to come? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to come. I wouldn't yeah, miss that. I'm coming bells and whistles and everything, you know, whatever. Fuck yeah, I'm going to be there. Absolutely. I, I live for this shit. Direct action and, like, you know, civil disobedience is, like, my middle name. What do you mean? Like, I'm all about it, man. But, uh, whatever. Well, I'm, really, I'm really looking well, forward to it. Um, I'm looking I forward to, to um, I get to do it. It is, uh, 904 show. and, yeah, yeah. Um, are we are actually going to wrap up the show this to tonight. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening uh, to us here. Uh, N.A. Poe, thank you so much for being a guest and joining us. Um, we hope everything goes well for you on Tuesday. Um, you know, please keep in touch. Let us know what's happening. I'm looking forward to seeing you, uh, you know, this weekend and, and later tonight and whatever and, and getting to talk with you more personally. I'm definitely looking forward to Saturday. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening, our live listeners, our people that download the podcast here at Cannabis Network Radio. You can find us uh, on on uh, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CanNet Radio. Uh, also, uh, Cannabis Information Network, uh, facebook.com, C-I-N-L-L-C, and our website, CanNet.org uh, uh, um, for Cannabis Information Network and CanNetRadio.com for our Cannabis Network Radio. Um, and again, available on iTunes. Uh, come check out our site. Uh, thank you, all of us. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Thank you, NFO, for being on the show tonight. Thank you to my producer, Ed, uh, sound guy, Justin. I appreciate you guys' help very much. Um, So peace out. I'll talk with everyone again uh, next Monday, 8 p.m., the next edition of Cannabis Network Radio. Everyone have a good night and be safe.